You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. Well, you're very, very welcome. This is Ahanu and Angel Rose, and we have an interesting little discussion coming up amongst ourselves, which we'd like to share with you, and it's based on our forthcoming move to Redmond, Oregon from California. Now, we've spent the last almost four years in California and we've really, really enjoyed a lot of the beauty, the ocean, the Pacific, the palm trees. We've enjoyed a lot of the wonder that California has to bring. Difficult time in accepting and coming to terms with the pending move. So. We've documented this and we looked at our resistance as we as we do because we also teach people how to journal about their issues and this is exactly what we did and we found some very very interesting and revealing issues that came up for us that we did not expect and we're going to go through them and outline them in this little this little podcast today. So let us begin. Well I think what we're really talking about today is how how we flow with change, when change presents itself, opportunities present themselves, and you have choices to make, and you know you're being guided and led somewhere, but you don't know exactly where that is, just that it's time to be getting on with it. And this is precisely what's happened. Now, I'll give you just a tiny bit of background. Ahanu and I moved here from lovely Hendersonville, North Carolina, about five years ago. And the reason we left that area was because all of our grown children were in San Diego. They all congregated here as well as my one and only grandchild, Grace Rose. So we came out here to be closer to the family. And it has been absolutely wonderful, by the way, to be in the same area as your family, sharing life, really, and being close to one another. But all of a sudden, last well, early part of the summer, things changed for my son. My son, Clayton, decided to return to Santa Fe, New Mexico, where he had come from before he moved out here. He was lonely for his friends, and he had opportunities present themselves, so he decided he was going to move back there. So within a month, and by the way, we were in Ireland while all this was going on, so we never got a chance to integrated very well. It was just all of a sudden he was moving and then he was gone. My other daughter, my oldest daughter, Brooke, decided also within a month's time to move to Oregon. And part of the motivation was because of the mandatory vaccine laws that California has passed. Uh, She is someone who does not vaccinate her child and uh, really is opposed to them. So they were not willing to stay in a state that was not giving them the right to choose. So they checked around and ended up in Redmond, Oregon. And the reason they picked Redmond, it's about 25 minutes from Bend. Many people might know about Bend as a ski resort. They picked Redmond because it had more sunny days. It had less rain. It's also drier. It's also um, doesn't have those lush, tall pine trees that you might envision when you think of Oregon and obviously no coastline. So it's a bit more sparse place, 
this all happened too. We came back from Ireland and within a week they were gone. Now, we're very close to our granddaughter, Grace. She's nine and she's my only grandchild and I've enjoyed being with her and laughing and giggling with her and seeing her change and she adores her grandpa. So this was not an easy decision for us because we have one daughter left here, my youngest, Janae, and Janae loves San Diego and she'll probably always be here. She's an environmental scientist and is enjoying that work. So anyway, we tossed and turned. We went out to Redmond to check it out and we only felt that the place was a bit neutral in energy, not bad, not good. There was a lot of high desert parts with scrub junipers and pines and uh, but nice rivers and things like that but it just didn't have that wowzer feeling that Ahanu and I were hoping for. So we came back a little bit uh, befuddled about what to do and as it got closer to making choices Ahanu, I have to say it's been Ahanu who's had huge violent resistance, I have to say violent resistance to moving. I have because I felt that I had grown to love California. If anybody had listened to our podcast that we did in 2011, when we came, I think it was maybe perhaps early 2012, I'm not sure exactly, when we moved from the east coast of the United States to the west coast, we did a great road trip across the country and it was filled with coincidences and synchronicities and we did a kind of a mini documentary if you like about our stop in uh, Tombstone City and various places along the way the Grand, Grand Ole Opry the Grand Ole Opry and so on yeah we had we had a blast but interestingly enough there was a, a sense of guidance that we were following we were choosing it actively for a number of different reasons and since being here we've really really enjoyed the beautiful flowers the roses that grow outside our door the bees don't seem to be poisoned by these environmental toxins beautiful shrubs olive trees avocado groves right outside our window and the palm trees and then the various trips to the Pacific Ocean and the beautiful ocean tide pools and the various beach areas along the coastal area of Southern California are absolutely gorgeous. And then we've been very, very lucky too that the people here where we live have a wonderful organic garden. They grow their own tomatoes, their onions, and they have two gorgeous cats that are really, really friendly and welcoming and nourishing for us. One's called Yam and the other is called Nico. And we're going to miss all of this. And I think in some ways this is what was bringing up the resistance in me because I felt we were going to be leaving behind the wonderful beauty of San Diego and the absolute gorgeous abundance of the avocados and the tomatoes and the figs and the grapefruits and oranges and watermelons and so on. And like I said earlier, we started to look deeper into what was actually going on when I was feeling this huge resistance. Yeah, before you get into that, Ahano, I just want to also add to the background about when we first came to California, though, it was not easy for us to find a place to live. 
we were a bit shocked by the prices for what you were getting and it took months actually before we actually found a place and then when we found this place the people upstairs it was an instant connection they own the home we're we're downstairs they are a twin couple much like ourselves and they know that they were same age as us and such love and generosity and nurturing from them so besides all of the abundance of what they've done with their their location in terms of the, like Hanu said the beauty that we're surrounded by and the abundance of fruits and vegetables which they and, and eggs from their chickens that they readily shared with us and we've been so looked after by them and they've become such loving friends so that was that was part of your the hard time you were having too about leaving like you know and me too I'd be go through these periods of feeling such conflict because all of a sudden the family was here and now they're not here and why did they have to go do that but yet some part of you knew that the choices they were making were right for them so I wasn't really angry at them I was just a bit sad that our wonderful little group was suddenly all dispersed but I've been watching this go on for the past year and a half with people all over the world because I do so many Akashic Record readings that people are just up and leaving places and just transporting themselves somewhere else and a lot of times they don't know why they're going to the other place just that they feel guided to go and that's where I'm feeling too people are getting where they need to be mm-hmm. yes. so yeah there is that aspect of it and then I also want to refer back to Tombstone City I mentioned it earlier and interestingly enough I recognized the feeling of resistance that had come up for me when we were talking about moving to Oregon initially and it was like as if oh no here we go again I'm going back into a past life now I wasn't sure about it and I couldn't understand the the negativity that I had around it so we did a little past life regression with a very very good friend of ours who I mentioned in my book actually called the reincarnation of Columbus so if anybody wants to get a hold of that which is an amazing story of synchronicities and past lives it's available from the reincarnation of Columbus dot I-N-F-O but that's a little aside years of research thousands of profound statements hundreds of sessions miles of transcripts months of listening a vast archive of personal power and spiritual awareness awaits you join worldofempowerment.com today a members only website of practical spirituality for your fast changing world worldofempowerment.com coming back to Oregon we recognized that there was something really really deep and what it was in fact was where we had been on the Oregon Trail and this was a past life in the 1800s actually not sure exactly what the date was when that took place but however it was a trail of despair and tough conditions and hunger and but yet at the same time had an amazing sense of adventure about it had an amazing sense of pioneering and opening up into new possibilities and a new world and a lot of people are feeling that sense to move with that kind of an urge in place get out of the old ways get away from the old regime get out of the rules and regulations that people feel bound and tied by and move to a place where they have a, a freedom of expression a sense of belonging so there was this huge mixed bag with the Oregon Trail suffering 
some deaths, in fact, quite a lot of deaths along the way from accidents and disease and various things. And then, of course, some killing that went on. But more or less, too, though, the people stuck together. They formed their little wagon circles at night to corral their animals and they shared their food and so on. And they looked after each other. And that was a really, really good thing. But I remembered an incident where I had been shot in the shoulder. And in the last few weeks, coinciding with all of this resistance, didn't I develop cold shoulder, Angel Rose? And it actually... Cold shoulder? Cold shoulder, I mean frozen <laughs> shoulder. <laughs> yeah, same thing, That's actually. interesting. Frozen shoulder. Yeah, I was giving Oregon the cold shoulder. <laughs> you were, yes. <laughs> or Oregon was giving me the cold shoulder. But yes, it, it was... Uh, frozen shoulder that was coming to light and it was actually quite severe but it was pinpointed like a bullet in my right shoulder right in the joint and I recognized that yes this is something that's coming up for me right now at this point in time in my life as we've seen from various scientific investigations that have been made too that tends to happen so we looked more into it and in a past life regression I found that I had uh, a wagon wheel roll over my right arm also and these were things that caused me to have this image of pain foreboding yeah a sense of foreboding that Oregon meant pain Oregon meant suffering and it was only after that came to light that we recognized the need to really forgive this life to look at it in a way of total forgiveness and that really changed everything, didn't it, Angel Rose? We started to find beautiful... You started. Well, <laughs> I did, your, yes. It was your lifetime. Uh, it was. <laughs> I Absolutely right. You're right. I take responsibility for it. I started to look at Oregon in a whole different new way. And in fact, it was almost like looking at it in the eyes of the way that I first looked at going west when we were on the Oregon Trail. And that was one of excitement and one of adventure, pioneering, new land, new vistas, mountain scenery that is breathtaking, absolutely stunning rivers and lakes and uh, mountain scenes and really, really astonishing landscapes. And we also then started to discover that there were people of like mind there. When we went to Oregon that first time to check it out and so on, we were in an area that seemed to us to be negatively neutral, let's call it. That's the way Angel Rose describes it. I didn't say negatively, Hannah. I said neutral. Neutral, okay. Neutral. Just neutral, yeah. Nothing so good, no bad. Just there was nothing exciting neutral. about it, really. There was no big draw to the actual place. Yeah. But once we started to discover that, oh, sure enough, there are beautiful people everywhere and we started to find some beautiful communities. We were finding people who were into crystals, people who were into reconnective healing, people who were into quantum healing, quantum jumping, people who were into uh, energy medicine, homeopathy, all sorts of wonderful things that we didn't know before. So here we were in a sense because of the past life making preconceived judgments about you the were. place. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you notice everyone how he keeps projecting that over here. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. we're coming to the close of our little... No, I have something more to say. For I know you do, Angel Rose. <laughs> but by way of bringing it full circle, though, I, I want to emphasize how 
despite the issues that are going on in your life that might appear to be negative, you know, your circumstances, where you live, your job, your relationships, whatever it might be that appear to be negative, there's always little nuggets of gold dust. There's always little sparkles of fairy dust. There's always the opportunity for growth. In fact, Angel Rose made a beautiful statement in the Akashic Records in one of the group Akashic Records sessions that we did one time, where she said that every moment is an opportunity of choice. Right. But the other thing that we discovered about Oregon is, I don't know if everyone's been listening here and uh, has been keeping up with the fact that we're doing this other project called sacredearthwaters.com where we've been guided to create mother tinctures from various sacred places and ley line places around Ireland and, and Scotland and England the last time we were there, last two years actually. And we're getting this ready to put out there because we're creating essences from them for people. There's a big long history about them and why we were guided to particular places. But lo and behold, didn't we discover that Oregon is one of the states that is loaded with vortexes and powerful ley lines. So there's also that bigger reason in terms of our project. And I think the reason I'm mentioning that is because sometimes you don't know why you're being led someplace. In this case, it looks like we're only being led because our granddaughter moved there. That's the catalyst. And that means that my daughter and her family are part of our soul mission, even though they don't know it, because they're bringing us to a place where obviously the earth wants us to come and explore those energies there. Because this is part of the coming back together of the Christ grid, the swan energy across the planet. So there's that bigger reason now why we're being brought there. So that only just came to light just in the past week. So there's a lot of reasons for going there. And usually that's probably the case when anything changes in anyone's life, that there's multidimensional reasons for that. And we're just, sometimes we're just caught up in our own little comfort zones and we don't like change. But here we go now. You know, we're on our way coming Thursday in the trek out there. Now we're very excited. Ahanu's on board. I had to do a lot of praying and manifesting and asking for miracles because there's nothing worse than having your your twin partner not happy. Nothing worse because you feel the grief exactly as the other person does. And uh, it was not a good time. Still, <laughs> the huge lesson for us in it, for me, <laughs> Angel was, I'll preempt your <laughs> my resistance, is always to journal about it. Angel Rose has been preaching this for years and years and years and teaches it actually in a course, a home study course that we've recently put online called How to Write Your Way to a Happy and Fulfilling Life. And it's available from our website. It's also available from tw.smartmember.com. But journal about it. Just write down. And this is what I did. Write down about what's going on. Is it excitement? Is it fear? Is it terror? Is it hatred? Hatred? Is it anger? <laughs> anger? Is it is it just, you know, because you're in a comfort zone? It could be anything. It could be any of those. But bring them to light. Bring it to the surface of your awareness. And up will come an amazing flow of knowledge and information about yourself. And this is all part of what leads to self-mastery. So we encourage you 
to follow your guidance, follow your gut, whatever it is, follow it, follow it, follow it, and go with where the grid lines are calling you, go where the vortexes are pulling you, visit the power spots, go to those meetup groups and overcome all your resistance. So we're really, really looking forward now and excited about our move. That's a miracle, Hannah. You are witnessing a miracle. You are listening now. To I am listening to the miracle. Yes. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> so blessings until we speak again soon. You have been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world.